Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast. Coming up on this week's show, we have got a player history from the man in the bar. George is here with a tale of the unexpected. Sylvester's in the house and this chat about whole Porto and more. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to another Friday dose of audio arse. It's the Arsecast on arseblog.oleole.com. Uh, coming up on the show, all the stuff I just told you about a second ago in the intro. Uh, there is no blog chat this week, so it's just me waffling, just me and you. It's an intimate Arsecast experience. And for all you know, I could be sitting here in my underpants. I'm not, I'm not but I could be. Uh, for some of you, that would be a rather um, hideous image, and I do apologize for that. We've had a mixed week, I suppose, in terms of football, and uh, that's something we'll touch on now in the next uh, next few moments. Uh, and as well as all that, we'll give you an update on our Fantasy Football League. If you're in any way interested in that, if you're taking part, I can tell you uh, the top five and maybe who's bottom. We can laugh at them because it's not me. I'm not bottom. Nowhere near top, though, either. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, between the last hour's cast... And this Arscast, what has happened? Well, last Friday, I went to London with Mrs. Bloggs and the uh, Mug Smasher for my birthday. And uh, we arrived on Friday, went out Friday night with a load of Arse Bloggers, and it was fantastic to see all them again. Wonderful, generous, kind, very thoughtful people indeed. And it's a, it's a true pleasure to know you all, even the ones that fall asleep about 20 minutes after I get there. I mean, I know. I'm not going to be that entertaining all the time, but you know, 20 minutes. And, but anyway, we'll let that one pass. Uh, Saturday uh, at the game. Uh, before the game, lots of pints in the Tollington. Uh, that was great. And everyone was there and brilliant to meet people. And uh, then we went to the game. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, well, uh, what can you say about the game? About the whole game? 
Well, there are some words uh, that spring to mind. Um, poo, piss, shit, fuck, bollocks, cunt, wank, arse, drink. Those are words that spring to mind because it was oh, it was awful. Wasn't it a truly, truly awful display? Um, we just never got going. And I thought our oh, first half we haven't started. And I figured the boss would get them back into the dressing room at halftime and say, come on, please, can you, you know, what's happened to you? They get yourselves going and they will come out full of vim and vigor and energy and, and win the game in the second half and perform an awful lot better. But we didn't. We took the lead. It was an own goal, I think. Uh, by McShane, was it? Yeah, I thought it was Sesk's goal, but you know, they gave it to McShane. Uh, but then uh, Giovanni scored a bit of a rocket of a goal. A fantastic goal. He could have been closed down a little bit quicker uh, instead of our defender standing there watching him. Really, really good goal. And we were sort of right behind it, watching it arrow into the top corner. Uh, and then a couple of minutes later, of course, they got the um, they got the winner. Um, and I think we've discussed at length, or it has been discussed at length, uh, by Tom when he was so very kindly filling in on the blog, and by everybody else in the comments. Uh, the the defending was um, shite. It was really really bad. William Gallas uh, again uh, caught out from a corner, and um, yeah, well, questions were asked, and rightly so, I think, about Gallas's place in the team because. Uh, it seems to me that, you know, he's not necessarily working as hard as he should. And the team uh, on Saturday certainly didn't work as hard as they should. And and what was worrying about it, I suppose, was the fact that it had come after the Fulham game. And the Fulham game was, was quite similar, I suppose, in, in the sense that we just never got going, never got playing, never moved, never passed it around the way we, we do. And, and there just seemed to be... A, uh, a turn up and will win kind of attitude that day against Fulham and you thought well you know there's a lesson that they're going to learn uh, and the lesson I suppose that they learned was that when they go away from home they're going to be focused and ready and, and all that uh, but they never thought it was going to happen to them at home because the home record is so good only ever lost there once and that was against West Ham so I suppose that was it was complacency and it was interesting to hear the manager talk about that as well that uh, this kind of attitude was prevalent uh, and you talked about, uh, we read about Colo Toure saying that he was scared. Scared to play whole. What is that about? I'm all for offering opponents uh, due respect. But you shouldn't be scared of playing them. And I think uh, what was obvious, and what uh, many people have said, uh, not just me, is that there is a lack of leadership within the team. And I don't think, uh, without harping on about it again, I don't think Gallas is a leader. I don't think he is the right person to be captain of the team. Um, particularly given the fact his form is so very, very poor as well. So it was it was very disappointing uh, from that point of view because you thought the lesson would have been learned after Fulham. And, and all we can hope for now is that uh, as much as Fulham was a kick in the eyes for them, this is an even bigger one. And they realize that every single game. But I mean, even then you're thinking, well, how can you be complacent playing Premier League football? You know that any team can give you a hard time if you don't work hard or if you don't compete and make the effort. Any team, it doesn't matter. So for that attitude to be there in the first place is really worrying for me. Really worrying. Of course, we responded very well uh against Porto on on Tuesday and I'll come to that in a little bit but the fact that we had to respond or the fact that we put ourselves in that position to me was was worrying and one of the things that you find with teams that are young is that inconsistency and you don't and can't expect them to play well every single week 
I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Of course, we want them to, but we accept the fact that it's a relatively young team and young players are going to be inconsistent. But when uh, the bad result doesn't come from uh, not playing well, but not playing well and not trying, because some of them out there on Saturday d- looked like they weren't really that interested. And that was uh, that was something that uh, I heard a lot of fans talking about coming out of the ground, that Adi Bayor, what's wrong with him? Van Persie, what's wrong with him? And that the team in general just never got going. So that would be the worrying thing uh, for me, but of course the response was good. Now, now there are other people um, who did happen to mention to me after the game that the reason the team lost and played, played badly was... Um, not because of complacency, not because of lack of focus or concentration, not because they didn't want to win, not because Hull came there and wanted it more than we did. And one thing I should say is that uh, despite the fact that it was a tremendously disappointing result and disappointing performance, uh, and every Arsenal fan in the ground was aware of that and, and felt that, uh, the Arsenal fans were tremendously graceful to the whole city supporters uh, who were rightly celebrating like crazy, and who wouldn't? If you were a whole city fan and you, you won that game, You'd be going crazy uh, with enjoyment and excitement and doing probably little wheeze down your legs. Uh, you'd be enjoying it so much. And the Arsenal fans were, were great. And I think that's a real credit to Arsenal fans that the whole fans, you know, got that kind of reception and that kind of applause. And when you look at what's happened, I suppose, uh, at the other end of things, Saul Campbell getting the abuse from the Spurs fans. Well, we have our problems. We have our funny fans and what have you. But for the most part, it makes you glad to be an Arsenal fan when, when things like that happen, where you can, in defeat, be be that gracious. Now, the point I was trying to make was that when we got back to the pub afterwards, many people said that, you know, the result was was because I, I was there. Now, I'm not quite sure where I got this reputation for being bad luck comes from. I mean, that was the first time I've ever seen us lose at the Grove. Um, but there you go. And, and I even got some phone calls about it. Hello, it's Mr. for the Arse Blogger. Uh, it's Mike. I'm in the queue for the Arsenal Tube Station after uh, the game today when we got beat. Just a message for yourself, sir. Maybe you should have stayed at home in in Dublin. Uh, you're a bit of a block, I think. Don't come again. Cheers. <clears throat> yeah. Well, <clears throat> thanks, Mike. Um, uh, and then there was uh, then there was this. Yeah, I'll blog. It's Mike again from Saturday. I was telling you on that side of the uh, Arsenal Tube Station. Well, funny enough, you weren't there tonight. And God bless you. Look, we won four 0 Pick up the hint. Cheers. Now I can see how that evidence might be used against me even by a really, really crap lawyer. You could probably pin something on me there. However, it would be unfair to do so. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. On Friday night, there was a, an arse blogger out eating and drinking. I shan't name him, because that would be, um, that would be wrong. But he's from Hull. And while he's the only one with any real taste in, in football teams... Uh, the rest of his family, they, they support Hull. And he was talking on the Friday night about how his family were coming down to the game and he was going to have tremendous fun texting them every time we scored. He made these kind of uh, texty-texty motions with his hand. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. He spoke about how much he was going to gloat and how gleeful and wonderful it would be, even though his poor family would have to travel all the way back to Hull. Having been beaten, he didn't care. He didn't care at all. He was just going to have a good time and some good old-fashioned bragging about the result. Now. Now. 
if that is not calling the fates upon you to kick you right in the anus, then I don't know what is. All I did was come to see the game. I wasn't there to mock my family, the people that nurtured me and cherished me from infancy to adulthood. I wasn't there to gloat or brag or show off. I was just there to watch a game of football. So I think if somebody's going to blame me for the result, then by all means, go ahead. I'm a big man. I can take it. I think it's only right and proper that everybody should know why we really lost. And there you go. Of course, I will make his uh, mobile phone number available to anybody who emails me, and you can leave messages for him as well. I, it's, it's just fair. Arsenal fans are good like that. We wouldn't want a single one person out, would we? No. Okay, before we go on and uh, talk about the Porto game, I suppose we could take a short break for a player history with the man in the bar. Uh, hello there, you again, Arsblogger. Good to see you again. I'm back from your holiday, so I am. A lovely ten days in San Pellegrino, which is on the east coast of Corsica. A wonderful place. Beautiful scenery, fantastic food, lovely walks around the mountains, the weather was fine. And of course, they've got that wonderful, great tradition, which is why I keep going back. You can pay five euros to throw a pig off a cliff. Now, <laughs> who wouldn't want to go to a place where you can pay just five euros and throw a pig off a cliff? It's amazing, I have to say. Squealing all the way down the yard, little bastards. I see you were away as well, yeah, you went to the game, yeah, against Hull. Yeah, there are those that think you're a bit of a jinx, you know. Some might say that those people are far too willing to overlook the deficiencies of the team and the manager. But they'd be right, you're a jinx and Joan of a cunt. Don't be going back there ever again, alright? Unless it's a game that we have to lose. For example, if we were playing, I don't know, Stoke. And Stoke were involved in a relegation battle with Spurs. And somehow, if we lost to Stoke, Spurs would get relegated. Well then I think you should be given VIP treatment at the ground. Get into the old Diamond Club. Have a few of them old prawns. A bit of Cars Water biscuits with some caviar on it. And everybody should chip in to make sure that happens because we'd be guaranteed to lose with you there, you jinx and cat rapist. Now, today the player history is about a fellow that hasn't really ever played very much football and he certainly didn't play too much for Arsenal. His name was Jihad Abduhuzalem Muntasser and he was from Libya. His one and only Arsenal appearance came in 1997. He came on as a substitute in the 119th minute of a League Cup match against Birmingham. Of course, that meant he only ever played 11 minutes of football for Arsenal. That's still 11 minutes more than I ever played, but still not that much in the grand scheme of things. The club had high hopes for Montessier, I'm told, but during training sessions he would rail at Arsene Wenger about the way the Phoenicians had set up trade. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a brand new year. And what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those, I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Ports in his country back in the ancient days. And if it wasn't the Phoenicians, he was going on and on and on about the Italians who had colonized Libya in the early part of the 20th century. Unable to stand this political rhetoric any longer, Arsene Wenger sold him to Bristol City, from where his career went in a downward spiral, and it hasn't recovered since. Nowadays, Jihad Montessori drives an old army jeep around the streets of Tripoli, looking to administer the beating of a lifetime to anyone who looks vaguely Phoenician. It's true. We'll have more from the man in the bar and another player history on next week's Arscast. So we're talking about Porto now and uh, a 4-0 win, which is a great uh, response to the disappointing uh, performance and the disappointing result against Tull, of course. It was a little bit hairy at first, though. In the first uh, 25 minutes, they had some good chances. And they, were, they weren't very good at all as a team. Uh, they weren't uh, as impressive as Porto had been down the years. But there was that header that hit the bar. Almunia made a good save. The corner, uh, Clichy cleared off the line. So uh, the defensive worries are still there a little bit. But uh, two goals from Adi Bayor, two goals from Van Persie, uh, two of the guys that came in for most of the criticism or for a lot of the criticism on Saturday against Hull, uh, in particular looking like they didn't really uh, want to be there, um, perked themselves up and uh, got two goals apiece. And I suppose the threat of Bentner and Vela coming up behind them uh, should should do that. Maybe the manager just said, right, this is your last chance. You either score goals tonight or I'm putting the other two in. And uh, if that's what happened, they responded. All well and good. Uh, Sesko was back to something approaching his best. Well, not even anywhere near his best, but uh, a step up, I think. 
And uh, perhaps uh, the legginess that we've seen from him is due to not having the preseason, and now he's just beginning to get back into his groove again, which is unfortunate as there's an international break coming up. <laughs> uh, but it puts us in good good shape in the uh, Champions League group. We're top with four points, and uh, the next game is away at Fenerbahce. So uh, that's the uh, October 21st, I think that game is. So uh, if we can uh, get a result out there, then we have a home game, and that could see us through with two games to spare, but who knows? We just have a feeling uh, this Arsenal team could do it the difficult way. But remember, we've done this before. Uh, with even the most experienced of Arsenal teams, when you had the likes of Pires Henry, Vieira, Bergkamp, Lahren, Campbell, uh, Gilberto Edu, all these guys in the team, there were times when we made qualification for the group stages really, really difficult. Um, wasn't there one year we had to win our last three games or something like that? I remember. Uh, that was a good few years ago, maybe, but... Uh, I don't quite know what my point is. Um, I'm just uh, reminiscing. So there you go. Anyway, last week I asked you a bit about Almunia and uh, this guy who had rung in first with a, a Northern Irish accent and then secondly with a Scottish accent, or firstly with Scottish, second with Northern Irish. And I asked you for your thoughts on Almunia. Is he a good keeper, a bad keeper? We got this. Hi, as blogger, this is Ben from Singapore again. Uh, listening to you ask us at the moment, I have to agree with your comments on Almunia. I think he was actually man of the match games vote and he made some outstanding saves. I actually think he's become an ex- excellent, outstanding keeper and I think you're right. He was, for me anyway, man of the match against Bolton. So there you go. Comments on Almunia. Doing an excellent job. Cheers. And the guy who left the original voicemail rang again, but he seems to have rung it while walking along the middle of a motorway. Because all you can hear is footsteps and cars going... And with the greatest of respect to the guy, he's got a very strong... Well, not very strong, but a reasonably strong Northern Irish accent. Which many people, I suppose, would find a bit difficult. And it's certainly more difficult when there's that much background noise. Um, his basic point is that Almunia led in two goals in the Champions League final and he isn't a good keeper and, and that's it. Um. Uh, so there. So um, I can't play your voicemail, and I'm sorry about that because uh, I feel bad not doing it. But I can't. Just the, there's too much noise. But uh, I don't know. I I just don't see the problem with Almunia. He is, to my mind, one of the very least of our worries. Uh, and I think uh, keepers, in general, there's nobody outstanding. There's nobody really, really outstanding at the moment. And I think Almunia is up there with uh, most of the good keepers in the Premier League, to be honest. But anyway, your thoughts on uh, Almunia, always welcome, or anybody else, or anything else, of course. Uh, you can do that by leaving a voicemail. Where you'll find the telephone number uh, underneath today's uh, post, on the uh, underneath the uh, little play bit for the Arscast. Sorry, brain went into shutdown there for a moment. Uh, or you can send us an email, of course, which is uh, arsecast at arseblog.com. Should you have anything to share with the group? Now, one man who was uh, possibly in line for a start against Porto, having worked his way back to fitness after uh, signing in the summer, is um, Sylvester. Hello, everyone. It's me again, Sylvester. I've not made my debut for Arsenal yet, and to tell you the truth, I'm a little bit disappointed. I was watching during the early game and I said to the manager, we need a goal, you can put me in. He said, you are a defender. 
So I said to him, what do you score a goal with? And he says, a ball. So I said, if there is something Sylvester knows, it's balls and exactly where to put them. Oh, More from Sylvester on another Arscast in the near future. Coming up still, uh, some early team news ahead of the game against Sunderland this weekend, which is going to be an interesting one. We'll come to that shortly. Just a quick update on the Ole Ole fantasy football game, the Arse Blog Premier League League. Uh, we have at the very top, Attraction 11 on 330 points. He's 16 ahead of second place, which is mistaken on the pounce on 314. He shares 314 with Rock Warriors. Not Seto's team on 310, along with Invincible Abhay and Arsenal's Red and White Army and Roswell FC on 309. Hoppo's Heroes 305. And African Arse on 303. I know I'm in there somewhere, uh, but I just can't see it. There's so many in the league. I just, no, uh, there are loads of teams at no points, though. So even if I do nothing for the rest of the year, I'm never going to never gonna get no points, which is awesome. So there you go. Uh, Oleole.com forward slash fantasy football if you would like to get involved. It might be a little late to win the prizes, but who knows? You could just have a bit of fun along the way. Uh, the Arsblog League is called Arsblog Prem, and the password is Arsblog. Now, a tale of the unexpected. Welcome to Tales of the Unexpected on the Ozblog Ozcast. Hello, my name is George, and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. This week I spent most of my time trying to sell the grainy footage I procured of Sarah Palin having oral sex with a panda. For some reason... Not too many people were interested. So I decided to take in a football game. You know, one of those where a professional goes to a school and has a kick around with the lads. Well, this was the captain of Arsenal playing against a group of four-year-olds from a North London school. The ball was all over the place and all the kids, the way they do, they all ran after it at the same time. There's no sense of formation or strategy or tactics them four-year-olds were badly coached, I have to say. But they had a lanky beanpole striker, who must have been all a three-foot-eight. Gave Gallus all kinds of problems. He was running rings around him, running through his legs and everything. But then, a high ball came in, and with all his might, Gallus got up and won the header. That was unexpected to me. And to pretty much everybody that was there, like, they couldn't believe it. It was amazing. People were saying it was like, you know, the day JFK was shot, you'll always remember where you were. It's a shame there's no replay, said one woman. And then, of course, nobody had a camcorder that day. Nobody was expecting anything like this to happen, you know. It's just one of them things. A freak of nature, I suppose. Right? Well, away, away I go. (laughs) 
More tales of the unexpected on another Arsecast in the future. Now, coming up this weekend, we've got a game against Sunderland at the Stadium of Light. Roy Keane, of course, the manager there, doing well, gets a lot out of his players, so we are going to have to be focused. We can't be scared. And we're going to have to play well, I think, if we want to take three points up there. Um, we won there last year. I think it was a Theo Walcott goal uh, that got us the three points. And, of course, uh, we beat them as well at the uh, at the Grove uh, 3-2, I think that was. Uh, so we've got a bit of history over them. Nevertheless, it's going to be a difficult game. Squad news is that Alex Song could be back. Apart from that, there's no new injuries apart from the long-term ones. Abu Dhabi, who has a thigh injury. I can't imagine what that thigh injury is. It must have fallen off. I mean, he's been out since pre-season. What sort of a thigh injury do you get? I mean, you pull a muscle or what? I don't know. I don't understand the Abbey at all. Eduardo, uh, he could be back before Christmas. Uh, and Thomas Rosicki, of course, a little bit behind Eduardo, said Arsene Wenger. Interesting quote. He said, I monitor Rosicki's progress very closely, but at the moment... It's difficult to put a date on his comeback. We are not pessimistic about the future of his career, but we still need more patience. If he comes back before Christmas, we've done very well. Uh, yeah. Interesting to hear Arsene talk about the future of his career. Uh, it's a, a strange sort of a thing to say. As if they are actually a bit worried about the future of his career. Because initially it was supposed to be September, then October, and now it's December. And I know the injury is tricky and everything, but and I hope I hope he does come back. But I'm 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 doubtful. I have to say. So we have this game against Sunderland tomorrow, uh, and then international break again, which is a huge pain in the arse. Uh, I think after this one, though, it's a good while before the next round of internationals. So when you do build up a bit of momentum, you can keep it going. That said, we seem to have coped reasonably well with the international breaks uh, this uh, this season so far. So I hope we can do that. Well, what was the last one back? Was that when we beat Blackburn? After the last international break, we came back and beat Blackburn. So that was, yeah. We'll have a bit more of that after the next international break. And funnily enough, the game before the last international break was against a team from the Northeast. We beat Newcastle 3-0 at the Grove. And now we're playing Sunderland. I know it's up there, but that's where the team comes from. So uh, those are little omens that you're interested in. Um, well, all well and good. I don't think they really make any difference, so do they? Uh, so that's about the size of it. Really can't keep waffling on for too much longer because there's nothing left to say. Um, I'll leave you to it. Have yourselves a very good weekend. Talk to you on the blog over the next seven days and, of course, on next week's Arscast. Until then, take it easy. Goodbye.
there was no joy for moderately successful Arsenal bulletin writer Ars Blogger on his latest trip to see the Gunners. In all the years he's been travelling, not once has he seen them win. Chairman Peter Hill Wood says... You think the cunt would have learned his lesson by now? The cunt? A picture of the shamrock-eating scoundrel has been placed in the match program and fans are advised that if they see him, they should smash his face in with a brick. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.